Welcome to the Washington Church Toledo Podcast. Together, we are learning to encourage one another to walk with God through cultivating a personal relationship with Jesus the Christ. This podcast consists of recordings from our Sunday morning worship services and other teaching events that you are more than welcome to come join us live. I have the privilege of, of introducing um, Ellie tonight to us to share, and there's there's you know usually when you introduce somebody you like talk about everything they've done and and that's all well and good but uh, um, there's something about when you've walked with somebody and you've seen what they've done um, that changes things and uh, it's been a gift to know Ellie for for several years now and to um, and to gather with her and meet with her and to to listen to how God is at work in her but. She's clearly called by the Lord, and she's traveled the world, and she's done ministry in all, all kinds of different places. And she's seen God move in, in unbelievable ways. And she, she's worked with unbelievable people that have just um, been kingdom advancers um, in different parts of the world. Like massive things have shifted and changed because of the people who've said yes um, that Ellie has got to work with and work alongside and be mentored by um, specifically in Mozambique with Iris Global and, and Heidi and, and Roland Baker. If you don't know them, I would encourage you to, to look into them and, and the ministry that they do. It's absolutely incredible. But she's, Ellie's done, done ministry work in, in um, South Africa. She's been in Australia and, and other parts of the world. And she started ministries here in the Toledo area. This is the area that she's from and grew up in um, before she um, started traveling for, for the Lord. Uh, but she's, she was here last July and spoke to us as a community of faith and prophesied over us. And actually, um, a handful of us have been going out and doing ministry according to her prophecy, according to her prophetic word. And, and, we, and we've seen fruit because of, of being obedient to that word that was spoken over us. And, and so she has that gift of prophecy, among other gifts. But her heart, more than anything else, is to um, move the kingdom of God forward and to help people experience the, the Holy Spirit. And the power that God has for us. And, and so she's here tonight to share a word with us um, as a church. And as she's gotten to, to know us as a church through our relationship. Um, and my conversing with her and praying together around Washington. And, and how the Lord's been moving at Washington. And so um, I know that what she has to bring is for us. And, and then at the end, after Ellie finishes, we're going to have a time of ministry of prayer. And, and uh, the, we trust the Lord will, will tell um, us what that's going to look like or tell Ellie what that's going to look like and, and how that's going to go. But I would encourage you to somehow listen with, a, with not just your ears, but with your heart tonight um, as she shares. And listen, allow those words to go to the deeper parts of who you are and to um, when and if you feel challenged or, or I don't think offended is the right word, but um, if there's something that rubs you the wrong way, like let it rub. Right? That's, that's how the oyster's made, is, is when the sand is inside. Um, and I shared that with, with a, a couple I got to sit with just the other day of, of their sharing wrestlings that they had. And I was like, no, wrestlings are good. Like, take those wrestlings to the Lord and say, Lord, what's the invitation here for me? So tonight, I, I, I pray that that's our posture as a whole. My posture, your posture is, Lord, what do you have for me? And we're, as we listen, as we listen to Ellie, as we listen to the Spirit of God to speak to us, that we would have that posture. So would you join me in welcoming Ellie to come and share with us? Good morning. 
Hey guys, it's so, gosh, it's so good to be back here. Um, I get to sneak in and out once a month <laughs> and hang out here during the week after um, staff meeting. And so it's just, it's a privilege to be here. And um, as the room was filling up with people, it was filling with fragrance. You carry such a beautiful fragrance. I just step out. Adam was like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Seen a minute, but you, I'm I'm gonna get a better look at you. Know that you have the fragrance of Christ on you, and as you gather corporately, fragrance blooms and blossoms and fills and spins and encompasses. Okay, and so I honor you guys in that. And when, when you have fragrance, it's because there's a crushing, there's a pressing, right, of a petal or um, you're distilling an oil, whatever it may be, or a burning. And so I, I honor you guys in the season that you're in, the season that you've brought into this room that literally was like, I was like, I need to get some tissues. I'm going <laughs> to need a minute, you know. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It's something to celebrate. Amen. Yeah. The the wild thing about that is, you know, the offering that we are, you know, the the moving sacrifice that we are, the longer we stay on the altar, the more he'll burn away. And so some of you have been on the altar for a long time. That fragrance is pleasing to the Lord. The sacrifice that you made is pleasing to the Lord. The sacrifices that you are making is pleasing to the Lord. He sees you. He sees you. You get to be overcomers, right? Right? get to be counted as overcomers the longer you sit with the Lord the longer you trust him the longer you walk with him Jimmy was talking about that wrestle it's like don't we want to be like Jacob <laughs> right wrestling with the angel and just saying I am not leaving here until I get my blessing I might have a little bit of a limp but I have it because he's worthy so I just, I just want you to know, I just, I honor, I honor what's happening because I, I haven't, I've only been here one other time in July. And so here we are again, and it's a totally different fragrance and, and it's also a different frequency. So what you are singing back to the Lord, you're hearing it being played, but you're singing back to the Lord and it's releasing a sound that's creating something. You know, when, when he spoke, it created. And so even tonight, like, we were creating with our Father in faith, right? I want to know you more. I surrender. In faith, we were speaking those things back to him. And it was creating a posture, and it was creating space for him to enter in. And so I just truly honor you guys in that. So I... um 
Jimmy had asked me maybe like in March, I don't know, might have been March, February, something like that, um, to come back. And um, I was like, I'll pray about it. I always pray about everything. Um, and the Lord was like, yeah, you got to go back there. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, and for about, uh, I don't know, six weeks or so, he only gave me three words. Uh, typically, the Lord will tell me something at the, be- at the beginning, and then we won't talk about it for a while, and then he'll like come back in. And so that's what happened. And, and, the, and the first three, the three words he spoke right after I got my yes, and this is how I got my yes, was even so come. And that's based on whatever translation you're using. That's from Revelation 22. It's even so come. And what does that speak of? That speaks of invitation. So I'm going to share with you, we're going to be in the Word a lot tonight, um, and we'll see what happens beyond that. But the, the beautiful thing about the Word is that there's just a buffet all the time. Every time you come in, it's a buffet. You don't have to stand in line. The buffet is right in front of you. You have no one in line. You're not, like, waiting. It, you, you get to sup with the Lord and feast and, and take what you want out of this um, for that meal, for that moment, for that day. And so I really believe the conversation that we're going to have together and through the word is going to fuel you. It's going to feed you. um, It's going to convict you. It's going to cauterize some wounds. um, And we're going to move forward together. um, Right? We're going to move forward together because we're family. Um, So... What we're going to be talking about tonight is invitation that leads to incarnation. And I so love all of the worship that we did because I was like, I don't even need to say anything. We, just, we were already there. Everything that we were um, worshiping through tonight um, goes with what the Lord was wanting to share. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just going to pray for us again, and we're going to get into it and just see what the Lord has. But, yeah. Yeah, Lord, we receive everything that you have for us. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, whatever it feels like, whatever it tastes like, whatever it smells like, Lord, we receive everything that you have for us. I ask that you would awake in love tonight. Yeah, Lord, just even now I just come, Lord, just with a corporate invitation for people just to open their hearts again. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Lord, do what you want to do in us so you can do what you want to do through us. Lord, so we we come, Lord, um, not just to sing the songs and not just to feel them, but to to live them, Lord. And so we just come with humble hearts, knowing that we want more of you. We're here because we're hungry and we're thirsting for you. So I thank you for April 16th. I thank you for what you're going to do today. I thank you that we came in one way and we're, we're leaving a different way. We honor you, Jesus. Yeah, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 
Yeah, Lord, I just I just thank you even just for the fresh dew that's just kind of falling right now in the spirit. Just the refreshment that's coming. Yeah. Thank you for the refreshment that's over people's hearts. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Over people's minds. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, we just receive it. Yeah, we receive it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. So we're going to we're going to talk a little bit through the Old Testament and we're going to talk a little bit through the New Testament. And um, and part of the reason why I'm doing that is because some of us are really living by the law and we're struggling. So I'm going to say we because it's a collective. So if you have breakthrough, I have breakthrough. And if I don't have breakthrough, you don't have breakthrough. OK, so everything I'm sharing is not because um, I you know, hit the top 50 sermons. And now it's just, I, I genuinely asked the Lord what he had for you guys. And so I, I submit it. My friend Lindsay knows this is me. If ever I have like a word that's a little ouchy, I do this. <laughs> I like, I like submit it low. I physically get low and I'm like, this might be hurtful or not, but I love you. And so I'm, I'm submitting this because it needs to be submitted because you're so loved, but Toledo needs you. Amen. Period. Amen. Toledo needs you. And if you're not you, there's a lot of death that's going to happen. Okay? Not, a, not just a physical death, but we're, I'm talking about eternal. And I, and I see Washington Church as a church that is, like Jude says, snatching people out of the fire. Okay? right? You are those people. Okay. And so I want to, I want to see you guys glow, go from glory to glory. I, I want to serve you in that. I want to help you in that. And it's, it's going to come through the word and through the spirit. Okay. So we're going to be a little bit in Exodus. We're going to be a little bit in uh, second Corinthians and then, and, and John. Um, and, and if you are in the point of invitation, Amen. Okay. Again, if you are in the point of invitation, amen. If you're in the point of habitation, amen. If you're in the point of visitation, amen. If you're in the point of incarnation, let's go for coffee because I, I want to hear. No, just kidding. No. Um, then, amen. Okay. This isn't, and again, this is not. Um, looking to the left and to the right and being like, man, I don't know, this person's so much further along or there's stuff going on or my season's hard or blah, 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 blah. This is between you and the Lord. This is a very heart-to-heart, -heart, deep, crying out to deep conversation. Will it bless the corporate? Absolutely. Will it bless the whole? Absolutely. But you being you and being honest with where you're at with the spirit of the living God 
is going to catapult you into the next thing. So you don't, you don't have to walk in shame. You don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in a place of um, comparison or inadequacy. You are you in this moment, in this hour, and, and he's speaking to you, okay? So whatever you take from the buffet is for you, <laughs> okay? And you don't have to tell people what you put on your plate or not, or, or you can, as however the, the spirit leads. So Exodus 19, all right, and, and I'm going gonna, and I'm gonna to talk to you guys because you love Jesus. I'm going to talk to you like you love Jesus, so some of this stuff is going to um, be really familiar, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fill in the gaps for you because that's something that you can do on your own, and I respect you enough to tell you that, okay? All right, invitation, Exodus 19. In the third month, after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephabim, uh, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now then I will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant. Then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. What is that? It's an invitation, right? Every single day, there's an invitation to come up here, right? Come up with me. Come up. Out of what the world's doing, out of the circumstances, out of the daily grind, and come up here. And you know what? It's a hike, mm-hmm. right? right? Physically, it's a hike, yeah. right? Why? Because he's holy. But it's so worth it. Yes, that's right. That's right. And in that, he's inviting you to come up here, to come up. I don't know your current circumstance. I don't know what you are wallowing in. And if you are, if you are like the Israelites that have seen God move and has seen him move in power, and that's the testimony of how you got from point A to point B, praise God. But he's saying, come up here. He's saying, come up here. Yeah, so Father, I bless every person in this room that is struggling to get back up. It's struggling with the invitation that you keep knocking on the door. Lord, I bless every person with courage and stamina and faithfulness to come up here. Obey my voice and keep my covenant. Then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. 
and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. There's times like this and we gather and someone has a word of the Lord and they share it with the people and the people respond, right? And that person who's standing in the gap and interceding, they're taking it back to the Lord because they're interceding, okay? But we don't, we don't have to have that intermediary, right? We don't have to have it. Sometimes we need it. Sometimes we have the luxury of having a, a Jimmy or a Corey or different leaders that are Bridget um, that are within the congregation that already has the word of the Lord and they're saying, hey, come. This is what the Lord spoke. This is the invitation. Take it if you want it. Come back. And you know what? And sometimes they go back with that to the Lord. But we, we can't always live in that place of invitation, waiting for somebody else to get the word of the Lord, Amen. to then tell us the word of the Lord, then we respond or don't respond to the word of the Lord, and then something does or doesn't happen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. It's such a blessing to have people that go before and they prostrate themselves and they, cons- they have consecrated their lives in order to, to be in a place of holiness and a place of um, humility to say, Lord, yes. help me, right? Yes. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Help me be a conduit for your kingdom. Help me to live a surrendered life so that it's possible for others to live a surrendered life, right? So invitation, the invitation is always there It's always available, but it doesn't have to come from somebody else's firsthand revelation that now becomes your secondhand revelation, which technically, if you leave it at secondhand revelation, then you haven't gone back to the Lord to turn it into firsthand revelation again. If you are somebody that takes notes on a Sunday and you're like, man, that was such a good word, Jimmy. Because I didn't take it back to the Lord to make it firsthand revelation for myself. Whatever ceiling that's presented for you becomes your floor when you go back to the Lord. And so that invitation leads to what? Visitation, right? Visitation? All right, we're going to keep rolling because I, I, I know that we're going to do some ministry time. I can feel it. Um, all right, 2 Corinthians 3. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I love this passage. Ministers of a new covenant. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need as some letters of commendation to you or from you? You are our letter written in our hearts, known and read by all. 
being manifested that you are a letter of Christ carried for by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ towards God. Now that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our ad adequacy is from God, <clears throat> who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? We're going to pause right there. Some of us are so steeped in religion and steeped in the functionality of the church and the form of it that we're missing it. We're, we're missing it because, well, this is how Moses did it. And man, Moses saw a lot. I'm not, I'm not dissing on Moses. I'm just going with what Paul said. Moses got the first five books of the Bible, okay? He had a lot of tent encounter with the Lord, something that's so mind-numbingly profound, and yet it, there was a veil, right? And it was fading. The encounters that he had were, were fading, right? There's some of us that look at the, the tablets of stone and the, and the commandments and the things that are meant to be foundational and springboards and we say i'm just gonna stay right stay right here this is the way right this is the only way and if we're we're not doing it this way then it's it's apostasy right and we're and we're finding ourselves in a in a date in a dangerous place of of staying bound in a form and a function that at that moment was a prophetic act come up here right but when we turn a one-time prophetic act into a, a highway you know of connection all we're doing is we're, we're going after the same thing and the same thing and you know what it's 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 fading right it's not going to be as glorious as the first time and and we have we're trying to like capture it in a bottle right so, so what, he's, what he's saying here in this place of visitation is visitation is beautiful and it's fruitful and it's fragrant and there's, there's life in it. But like all people, when we have a visitor, we clean up, we make things look nice, right? And it's got a time and a place and then we're like, all right, peace out. <laughs> like I'm done. Like it's, you know, time to leave. I am a, I am a, a talker. So if you, if you have me over, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sit a while, okay? And, and I know, I know when I'm annoying somebody and they're like, I'm really tired. <laughs> but I'm like, we're, I don't think we're done here. <laughs> so <clears throat> visitation, I would say for some of us in this room, we are really content with visiting God and his house, but we don't let him come to our house. Mm -hmm. 
And if we do, it's only the cleaned up spaces, right? It's only the, it's only the parts that feel appropriate. And I'm going to tell you that if you are in a place of brokenness right now, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. So if you only let him into the front room and not to the bedroom and not to the bathroom and not to the back room and not to the garage and not to the attic and not to the basement and all these spaces, then all that stuff is just going to stay there. All that burden, all that pain, all that fear, all that doubt, all, the, all those things are just going to stay there. <clears throat> when, when Moses went and he, he got the word of the Lord and he, he got the, the tablets and <clears throat> it was such a beautifully profound thing. I mean, I, 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 cannot, I cannot imagine that, that visitation. And he just wanted to capture it. He just wanted to maintain it, right? And some of us are in that place. Again, we're in that place where we had visitation. We had encounter with the Lord. And, and it's fleeting now, right? Because we haven't bothered to invite him back in to that space. We just have this like warm, fuzzy feeling of the emotion of that or the memory of that. And yet he, he's saying, Invite me back. Like, invite me back to that place. That's, that, we build on that. You know, there's, there's a lot of Christians that struggle with um, feeling like, oh, they, you know, they've, they've lost um, the things that they used to have, you know, whether they're, you know, operating in signs and wonders or different things like that. And, or, you know, maybe they moved or maybe they congregation or all these other things. And, and really, you just go to where you left off. You don't start over. Your spirit man has the, the muscle memory of that visitation and that, that, that habitation even, the encounter that you had. And so if you're in this room <laughs> and you visit the Lord's house about once a week, and he never comes to your house, how intimately acquainted are you? I mean, how close are you? Really? How, how, how close is your relationship? Genuinely. You probably might know some of your coworkers more than you know the Lord. You know about him. You don't know him through experiential knowledge. And so again, some of, some of the things that we, let's say we, want to see shift is because we have to shift. So amen. If you're in the place of invitation, praise God. Come up here. All right, so now we get up there and we're like visiting with the Lord, right? And we're, we're seeing him in his glory and we're, we're understanding his ways and we're seeing profound things, but there's a, there's a time limit, right? There's a, there's a constraints on that. Invite him in or let him invite you in and stay a while. Stay a while. We have so we have so many um, examples in Scripture of people that just physically could not stand in the presence of God. So if you feel uncomfortable 
in moments like encounter or, or at church or different things like that and you physically feel uncomfortable, it's because you're being changed. You're, you're being changed. Your, your physical body is being changed. Your emotions are being changed. Your mindsets are being changed. You're, you're not the same. And so, yeah, for some of you, I believe that you're probably beating yourself up because you're like, I'm so ADD and I'm, uh, uh, I'm, you know, I can't sit for a while. And I'm like, well, it's because you're actually feeling change and it's uncomfortable and you're not, you're not used to it. I don't know about you, but if I like set time to be with the Lord, you better believe he's the ultimate power source. Like something's going to happen, Right. Whether I physically need to f- fall down or whether I um, are raising my hands or, you know, or, or it's quiet or it's, you know, nature through the wind, whatever it might be. There's change that's happening and, and my, my body is physically responding to that. And so when we look at, at Moses, he had like, I like to call this the glory facial. It's like the best facial ever. And the reason I call it that is because typically, if you understand even um, inner healing and deliverance and stuff like that, if you've seen people go in and come out, face looks different. Amen. They shine. Their, it's, it's, their eyes are clear. Their, their skin is soft. There's just this thing. And, and so whenever I think about Moses, I'm like, man, Moses just... Moses just looked great. <laughs> well, that's why he had this, this little veil over because it was like people couldn't look at him because they were like, bro, like you look amazing, but it's uncomfortable, you know? So if you have been around a friend that has just spent time visiting with the Lord, it's beautiful. Amen. It's obvious. It's like, oh my gosh, like what, did, like what did he just tell you? What have you, you know? And that should be provoking enough to where we're not like sitting there going like, man, I'm so jealous. They always have these like heavy revelations with the Lord and it's amazing. And like, I just want that. You can have it. Amen. You can have it. It's, it's available to you. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So my sister knows over here. Um. We'll keep going. <clears throat> All right, in, in nine, for if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory? Oh, yep. I'm sorry, you said nine. Where? Oh, sorry, back in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 9. Okay. Sorry. Yep, yeah, you're good. Um, for, the, for if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Moses, that wasn't very glorious. <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation where he's like, hey now, Paul. <laughs> like, whoa. That's, that's a big deal, guys. It's... It's huge. It's life-changing. If you, if you let that actually like sit in your heart for a minute, that's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. (laughs) 
For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. Some of us are in that place where we are letting the light of the Lord and the testimony of our relationship and the visitation fade. And we know it. And we also are aware that other people know it too. And I I challenge you to not let shame or busyness or the lie of the enemy put you in a place of um, stagnance. Okay? Again, like you, you guys are so fragrant. Like the, the fragrance that is in this room is irrepeatable. Truly. What you each carry and how it comes together collectively is, is beautiful. It's beautiful to the Lord. And, and allowing that to keep moving forward and not being like, oh man, in 1985 we had an awesome revival. <laughs> if only we could have that revival again. You know what I'm saying? I, I honor those things. I honor that move, but <clears throat> God is moving. We got to move with him, right? Yeah. Okay, 13, or we'll go with 12. Uh, Therefore, such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech and not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not intently at the, or not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ. Okay, just going to say something really ouchy. So, if you're stuck and then you're wanting everybody else to be stuck you've got a problem if how he is moving scares you then you don't know him and I say that with so much love a a lot of love His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts, but he's a father. He's a father first. And the things that he is doing and how he is moving is because the earth and the fullness is his, right? So there's things that we don't understand, but you know what? We can always ask. Some of us are stuck in that place because we didn't have that relational dynamic with our fathers and so therefore coming in and asking a question seemed indignant or seems um, disrespectful when we really can just come in and just be like is this you like lord are are you are you doing this is this person flopping around like a fish because it's you (laughs) am i smelling something because it's you Am I, am I really supposed to go and talk to this person about you because that's what you're telling me? He's, he's, he wants your partnership. Because the state of the world right now is not what the state of the world was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? So he's moving one year. Sure, amen. Waving, wave my little hanky. Um, 
So if your, your mind and your heart are hardened, you need to talk to the Lord about that. He's got a remedy. He's got a remedy through his word and through the Holy Spirit to instruct you how to deal with that. So 15, but to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, justice from the Lord, the spirit. Glory to glory. So if you, if you find yourself in um, old, a lot of Old Covenant, and again, this is an, I'm, I love the Bible. I'm not in any way being like, down with the Old Testament. Like, that's not my heart. But if you find yourself in the glory of the Old Testament, <laughs> it goes from glory to glory, right? So there's, there's a present glory, okay? That that is written on human hearts, right? That the Holy Spirit is penning, right? So it, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you're not in a place of glory, but there's a current glory, right? That's applicable to the lost and dying world that is, a, is, is needing us now, Right? And so some of the things that we are praying for breakthrough in, this is how I would say it, um, we're using the wrong tool or we're using the wrong form and function in order to see that breakthrough. So we really need to ask the Holy Spirit for his help, right? He's the counselor. He's the comforter. He's the convictor. He's the one that leads us to truth. And so if if we're living by the letter of the law, and that's it. And then we're expecting every single person around us, family member, neighbor, coworker, whatever, to live by the letter of the law. And you're like, I, I can't believe that they're just not getting it. They're, nothing's changing. Well, how, how are you being the love letter to them? Is, is he written on your heart? Or is it, you know, tablets of stone or a little nice little thing that you have in your home and you kind of like look at it. Um, I, I don't even know if we, if we collectively could probably get the Ten Commandments, but it might take us a minute. And I don't even know if we'd get the order right. And I'm, I'm being sassy for a second, simply because we sometimes hold the idea of something so high and lofty, but yet it's not even in us. That's not even in us, right? So, (laughs) visitation, right? There's only so much that we can get in so much amount of time. So what do we do next? Oh, we invite him to come in, right? Come live here. All right. Habitation. We're just going to go, we're going to skip over to um, 2 Corinthians 4, and we're going to go 7 through 18. 
So remember, we're, we're, the, we're the space and we're the love letter and we are, we are it. We're the answer, <laughs> right? We're the ax to the root. <laughs> we're it. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body of or in the body, the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. Yeah, you gotta let him move in. Some of us have a hard time living with ourselves, let alone with the living God, <laughs> right? A, re a resurrected king. And we're uncomfortable just even the way that we see ourselves. And so we have a hard time even letting him in, letting people in, maybe letting our spouse, our kids, you know. You can cohabitate and it not be amicable. So some of us are in that space in our cohabitation with the Lord. We're struggling because, well, that cup doesn't go there. It goes here. Well, no. Well, no, I, I, that's my anxiety. I, I, I have anxiety all over this house. <laughs> you, you can't just relegate it to one space. Do you hear what I'm saying here? Yes. So, if you die with him, right? Your, your flesh perishes with him, then you get to be resurrected with him, okay? And, and I, I know I'm not, I'm not saying anything that's like revolutionary. It's just more like a friend, like reminding, <laughs> right? Um, I don't live here. I, I can't do what you do for Toledo. But I'm, I'm, I'm cheering you on. My heart is so for you. Because I believe in you. I'm excited. You know, and I, th I think about, you know, Toledo for me, it'd, it'd be like that Nehemiah moment where, you know, ne Nehemiah hears what's going on and he's just weeping because he's like, oh, it's a mess. Can I, can I go and help, you know? I feel that way about Toledo. So I pop in and I, I want to try and help, you know, when I can. Because it's, it's home for me, and it's a blessing. But I want to I wanna see people build their lives into kingdom fortification for the city, right? Amen. I want to see people say, hey, I'm building my life into this. I'm renting my heart and not my garment, right? Amen. Some of us can give a lot of our resources or ideas, but we don't give our time, and we don't give our prayers. So it's... That's a big one. We're, we're the answer. You're the answer <laughs> to Toledo. Seeing change. 
going from glory to glory. Whole city can go from glory to glory, right? Okay. We're going to skip over to Romans really quick. Romans 12. Because this is for all of us. All right. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. That word renewing in the Greek, it's renovation. <clears throat> How many love renovation projects? No hands? Come on, people. <laughs> All right. But what do we know about renovation? It's a lot of work. It's dirty. It usually takes longer than you think. Bigger budget, right? Costs more, right? So what's it going to take for us to renovate our thinking? Some of us, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so some of us, in this place of habitation with the Lord, we're in a renovation project that we didn't really realize we needed right we bought the house we bought into it and now we got this person that we're living with and we're in covenant with and then we're kind of like oh shoot like <laughs> this house needs to be renovated and i wasn't expecting that i was going to need to do all this work right exactly yeah but he um he wants your participation could do it all like that yeah. right yeah. but that's yeah. not his heart he wants to do it with us so with this renovation process that we're all in I'm going to give you a couple words and my friend Lindsay and I had this discussion the other day so I'm I'm borrowing a little bit of our conversation I like this I alliterations like just speak to me so we're going with the A's and the P's tonight okay um so for some of us um, in this room, the renovation needs to be around anxiety. To you, how you think and how you feel is right. And that's a load-bearing wall and it couldn't possibly come down. The whole house is going to cave in if we don't try and control our situation. If we don't try and, you know micromanage and if we don't try to maneuver and if we don't try to do all these things so you need to ask the lord about that that wall does it need to come down right how does it come down yeah yeah by asking the lord to bring you peace that surpasses understanding right so the peace that surpasses understanding and all the things that you've thought through till next Tuesday <laughs> of how things are going to go. He's trying to pull you back in and be present in the moment and say, do you trust me? If I asked you to do this thing or if I've put you in this position or I've, you fill in the blank, do you trust me? 
So whether it's the chambers of your heart or the lobes in your brain, <laughs> whatever it might be, there's some renovation that needs to happen in the area of anxiety. We live in a very anxious world. We don't have to be anxious, right? We don't have to be anxious for anything, right? Another one, <clears throat> addiction. And you're like, oh, I'm not addicted to anything. Okay. <laughs> Are you addicted to the fear of man? Are you addicted to conformity? Are you addicted to the American dream? Are you addicted to food, pornography, caffeine? <laughs> I don't know, it could be anything. Are you addicted to a person? Are you addicted to fill in the blank? Ask the Lord if that is something that's upholding your, your house, your spiritual house. And why you, you are having trouble cohabitating with the Lord because addiction is present. And he's saying, I'm your supply. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your great reward. I'm your delight. I am the all-sufficient one, right? So... A lot of what we give our addictions to is a false purpose, okay? And when we shift those things and we apply self-control, which is a fruit, right? <laughs> then we actually find our purpose. We find where we can actually give more of our time. Some of us are, are addicted to things that have so much of our time that we have no time for the Lord. We have no time for the kingdom. So when someone comes knocking to <laughs> invite you to ministry or invite you to other things, you're like, oh, I'm just so... Yeah, right? I'm just so tired. I'm so this, I'm so that. I'm blah, 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 blah. So ask the Lord if there's addiction in your life. And again, it, 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 could, it could be something weighty, but it also could be something that um, you just hadn't thought about in that way before. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, I, I, uh, I have friends that, that always spend about like an hour on the phone together, like every day. That's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about that. What I am saying is that, is that necessary? We can be so codependent with our actions and with our things and the, our motive apparatus that we miss out. Uh, the season's done, you know? Like, I'm good. And again, I'm not picking on anyone who talks an hour on the phone every day to the same person. <laughs> God bless. Um, when, we, when we find purpose... Um, it's only in Jesus. And so for some of us, 
we're looking for our assignments and we're distracted by the doing opposed to the person. Jesus is how we live and we move and we have our being. And so for some of us, we're so busy with, well, I just really want something to define me. I want this thing, this magical little thing that's just going to make me feel really satiated and, you know, self-purposed. So ask the Lord if, there, if there's addiction going on in your life, if there's just some things that are filling you and fueling you more than the Lord. And again, it, it, it might not be some like grievous thing where you're like, oh, sackcloth and ashes, and you're like, oh, woe is me, I'm a sinner. <laughs> you know? But it could be something that you've never considered, and because you've been unfaithful, it is separating you. It's separating you from the Lord. And he only has part of that house. He only shares part of that house because of that. The next thing is apathy. <clears throat> so how do we persevere? There's your P word. Persevere. <clears throat> Through apathy. It's faithfulness. Cultivating the fruit of faithfulness is going to get us out of apathy. Every single person in this room has a comfort zone, and it's personal. But you know what? Every single person in this room has a grace zone, and our grace is always bigger than our comfort. Because our comfort zone is what? Comfortable, (laughs) right? So... If you're relying on self, for, for sure. <laughs> if, it, if it's all up to me, we're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> but if I submit myself to the ultimate power source, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go places, right? I, I get to draft behind him. I'm not, the, I'm not the one in the front, right? I'm behind, you know? So... Some of us just need to change our posture and how we're really thinking about this because, again, we get asked to do things or participate in things or maybe you had a dream or maybe someone shared with you an opportunity and you're like, I couldn't possibly, right? I couldn't possibly do this because you're thinking about yourself. It's fully reliant on your capabilities and who you are and what the Lord is doing in and through you, not, <laughs> you know, loaves and fishes math, right? We need to get a little bit better on our math, <laughs> right? We're the majority <laughs> in any situation, in any fight, right? So apathy is, is a thing. So I, I encourage you to ask the Lord if that has been something that separated you from the Lord. It's become a load-bearing wall that literally is upholding everything. Um, It's a tough one because we we can all find excuses. We can all find reasons why um, it's okay for us not to, right? But if he asked and he's inviting and he is prompting, then there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Cultivating faithfulness is a, is a powerful, potent thing. Um, 
It comes with sacrifice. It does. Being obedient is always sacrificial. Because it's a command, right? It's not something that comes out of us. It's something that's asked of us, and then we respond or we don't respond. So it's other than... Ask the Lord if you're in your comfort zone because apathy feels good and comfortable. And wh- how far does your, the grace zone actually extend through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? All right, the fourth one, <clears throat> anger. And this one's tough because um, I think a lot of people struggle with this. Uh, sometimes we pass it off as um, c- a cultural thing. Well, I'm Italian. <laughs> We're just spicy people. I'm Greek. I'm this. I'm Irish. I mean, you could probably name, and I feel like, you know, every single nationality is probably, well, we're just this. Okay. <clears throat> what is that? The Lord. <clears throat> and when I look at misplaced anger, I look at someone who's probably got an intercessory gift. They have a passion that is misplaced. Okay. And, and if they fuel that through the Holy Spirit and through the prayer chamber, they'd get a lot done. Why? Because you are <laughs> sending angels on assignment. You're doing all sorts of stuff that's way more Air Force than it is Army. You get a lot more done. You got a bigger vantage point. You can drop some bombs. You can do all those things. You just get a lot done. But if you're you in the moment, in the situation, and it's ground level, you're, you're, mis- you're misplacing that gift or that opportunity okay and so I, cha- I challenge you if you're if you're somebody that's struggling with anger and you're just ah, you know frustrated at the world all the things and it and it's just that's just you that's just who I am that's just you know all the stuff um ask the Lord should that be there is that separating me from you is that separating our cohabitation space All right, we're going to go to the last one, but I'm just going to pray for us because I, I know people are getting a little tired. I can feel it. Um, yeah, Father, I just, I just thank you for this room um, full of people that love you. And, and I thank you for the opportunity to um, inspect uh, their houses, their spiritual houses that they're sharing with you. If, they, if they've said yes to you, then they're your bride and they are in covenant with you. And they're not in, um, they're not your roommate, um, and, and they're not your pal. Um, they're, they're in deep covenantal fellowship with you. And so I just pray, Lord, that you would expose the places in their spiritual houses, in their hearts, and in their minds that have hindered love, um, that have hindered um, fruitfulness, that have, have hindered um, connection had that have hindered contentedness um, 
yeah, Lord, just even the spaces where it's, whether it's apathy or whether it's anger, whether it's addiction, whether it's anxiety, whether it's any other thing that you actually name it, Lord, if they, if they see a wall, Lord, that they can ask you, what's, what's the name of this wall? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we just we just silence shame right now in Jesus' name. Just any place where there's shame that's causing people to fear uh, you um, or fear what you might say uh, and, and then just kind of close up, close up shop and just try and control. We just, we just silence that, the voice of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the spiritual houses that are inside each person in this room that, that ultimately is a collective of this house, of the Washington house. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, I just even just ask that you would just show them the tool that's in their hand to dismantle that. Just even now, Lord, we don't even have to wait. You don't have to wait till they go home. They can just do it right now. If you've already shown them the name and you've shown them those things, or just even now, we just create space for renunciation and repentance. Yeah, thank you, Lord, that you would through that tool that you put in their hands, that you would show them where to hit, show them what to hit at. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, and as they step out in faith in this action, Lord, what's the blessing on the other side of this obedience? Or even if this just feels like it's just rushed and they're like, oh, Ellie's just saying all this stuff and I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Okay, Lord, bring to remembrance for them later tonight or in their car or whatever, this conversation. Bring it back up. Help them to want to have the rest of this conversation later. Help them to want to live with you, fully with you. Yeah, I just speak courage over this body. Yeah. I just speak courage out of the comfort zone and into the grace zone of this space that's being created for a love encounter with you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Lord, I, I just thank you that at the core of who we are, all we are is all we have. And so we, we want to surrender it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, we, we hand you the disappointment. 
hand you the anxiety, we hand you the infirmity, we hand you the complacency, we hand you the anger. We hand you the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we hand we hand you the bitterness. We hand you the unforgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I just, just feel walls coming down, guys. That's awesome. And even just the places where walls are haven't come down, you're inspecting it. <laughs> you're inspecting the wall with the Lord right now. And that's beautiful to him. Because you're acknowledging something that's separating love. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. All right, we're gonna we're just gonna head to John fourteen, and then we're gonna move into um, a time of just more ministry. Um, and this is the this is the place of incarnation. Okay. So we're just going to look at two passages, John 14, 7 through 15, and John 17. Okay. So this is Jesus talking, and he's saying, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. I'm going to stop right there. Are you changed? Are you changed because you're one? You're one with Jesus? Do you say things differently? Do you sound differently? Is the, is the, the, the posture of your heart, the, the, the things that come forth in your life different? Is there, is there evidence of the living God inside of you? Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's that's awesome. That's something to be that's something to be celebrated. So he's saying, "Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves, right? Judge a man by his fruit." 
right? The fruit that's coming out of your life was different than it was before. Truly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. How, how much of this have we seen as an invitation to do even greater things? Amen. Right? So if we haven't started to do some of this, <laughs> right? Time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. Because it's, av- it's available. He's, he's saying, you're going to do greater things. He's not a man that he would lie. He's literally saying, you're going to do greater things. So there's, there's an invitation, right? Has anybody in this room prayed for someone to be raised from the dead? All right. Opportunity. I'm serious. The next, the next time you hear of someone passing away, ask the Lord, is this their time? Are, are we just going to give the heavy lifting to the defibrillator panels at the hospital? Or are we going to go and lay hands? Are we going to trust for breakthrough? I have an ongoing conversation with a friend. Um about this they're like something happens to me then my spouse knows to call you so if it happens in the next like you know 10 years or so or five years i just i just don't think it's it right so i'm like okay that's that might seem crazy right that i'm even bringing that up i want to shock you defibrillator paddle to your heart and to your theology of right resurrection life that's inside of you that's inside all of us oh Ellie you should have fixed something like a deaf ear (laughs) okay well we can we can go back to that but you get my point right Yes. And believing, yeah. But believing comes through experiential knowledge. So it's not, it's not an, it's not a knowing. It's a knowing through experience that we we step out in faith, and it's not on us. It's on the Holy Spirit, right? And He's the one that dispenses those things, and He's the one that activates. And you know how often He's probably like, "Hey, go." do this, go pray, you know, and all that stuff is laid dormant. All those spaces and places are laid dormant. Well, because what if they reject me? Like, what, what if they don't like me? What if they yell at me? What if I lose my job? What, blah, 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 you know, right? All those sorts of things. It's tough, right? You can think of all these applicable excuses, right? When we're complaining and frustrated about a lost and dying world. And he's saying, hey, I want to use you for this lost and dying world because uh, Christ in you is the hope of glory and they have no hope of glory unless they meet you who has glory inside you. So you better get going, right? 
Now, yeah. I have experienced healing. Yeah. I've prayed for people to heal and they've been healed. I have prayed for a miracle. Miracles have happened. Amen. I have prayed for people for cancer. Come on. To leave. Yes. And they have been healed. Yeah, come on. Once you experience. Yep. You're forever changed. Right. There's no ceiling. There is no going back. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can't. There is no going yep. back. There is no denying yep. who God is. That's right. And, and there is no life. denying yes. the power that the Bible says that it has been given to us, the authority and the power that lives within us, that we can do, just like you say, even more. Yes. Yes. What he did when he was here. Yes. And I expect it. Come on. I, I when I pray, I don't pray, Lord, can you please maybe do this? Because your will. I proclaim it. I declare it. I proclaim yeah, it. Yeah, come I on. I declare it. I believe it. Yes. I put my full faith in it. Mm -hmm. And he's never failed me. Come on. Now, I, I'm, I'm not saying that. There's not going to come a time. But you're a tree of life. What you're saying is, e e even if he, quote, you're waiting, right. you're not hope deferred, you're a tree of life. Right. So you've got that acorn inside you that's like mm -hmm. bursting into being, you know, an oak tree right. of faithfulness, right? right. So you're going to press in. Right. Yeah. But you know what? You see someone that's lacking in that? You saddle up side next to them, and you just be like, I'm going to pray with you. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to agree with what you've already been praying. And what? To put how many to flight, right? Right. 10,000? Right. Right. So what she's saying is she's saying, I, I have a hold of this, and I know that this is my theology, and I, I will not depart from it. I believe Yes. So I, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, regardless of the timing, he is who he says he is, and I'm I'm gonna bank my life on it, mm -hmm. right? right? So, so these these situations, we we want to have that reputation, that fruit, that somebody's you know gets on the bat phone or whatever i'm like aging myself but <laughs> um was my childhood okay no i'm just kidding um they you know in that place where they're saying oh i gotta call this person i need their the power of their agreement or i i need them over here I, you know what i'm trying to say yes. so be somebody that's cultivated because in that place of abiding and in that place of incarnation that you are one with the Father just as Christ is one with the Father, that all of this fruitfulness of the kingdom is liberally being dispensed out of your life because who you are in and who's in you. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right? So that invitation that seems very simple always can lead to visitation and habitation and incarnation every single day we start over and we start over and we start over it's not something that you know when we look at um baptism of the holy spirit you know the the pickling process he could probably talk about this better than i can because i don't know greek but he does but 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's a, it, it was after a, a, an ancient pickling process, which basically meant that, hey, you're getting pickled in the presence. <laughs> you're, you're changed. You're, you have this multiple baptisms that are available to you daily, and you're like this cucumber that's being like <laughs> dunked, you know, in the presence, and it makes you salty and delicious and wonderful and all these things, and, and it's, it's changing who you are. So da- daily, we can go from visitation to incarnation just in a, in a yes. You know what I'm saying? Like literally in a yes. I surrender. Now, now you're a worthy vessel and I can live inside you. Not just cohabitate or not just like hang out on Sundays, right? So, yeah. so sick. Uh, I just found out from my dear friend that this young man passed away. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. this whole time I have been praying in faith and I have been uplifting her and her mom and this family and when, and when something like this happens, the the word that I gave her was, you know, God's ways are so much bigger than ours. His ways and his purpose is so much bigger than ours. There's no way we can understand why things work out the way they do. But we have to love him, trust him, be obedient, have faith, and believe that his way is best. His timing is best. What has happened one day, you might not realize here on earth why the why things have happened. But one day it's going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. One day when we stand face to face before the Lord, it's all going to be revealed. Yeah, and there, and then we'll understand the reason, the purpose, mm-hmm. the why, and it's going to be so glorious mm-hmm. that we're going to go, wow. That's right. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, now I understand why this happened. Mm-hmm. And but right now it's hard. Yeah, it, absolutely. There and there's there's so much nuance to that. So I can't give a definitive answer other than I have this thing that I always do with the Lord, with situations, with diagnoses, with circumstances, whatever. I, it's like I pretend like I hold it in my hand and I say, "Okay, what do you say about this?" Right. Like here's a name, here's a place, here's a whatever, and I say, "Okay, this is a factual situation." You know, whether it's uh, you know, a sickness or whether it's a poverty issue, whether it's a, you know, marriage issue, you know, whatever. Okay, this is happening. This is playing out. What do you say about this? Like, what's your opinion? What's your 30,000 foot view? 
right? Because I'm super close to the situation and I can't see it. So what's your opinion? Mm-hmm. And, and his, his vantage point, what is it? Come up here, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, you go into that place of invitation again, right? You don't stay where you are. And so there are times where you can ask the Lord, why did this happen? If he has an answer for you, he will give it. But most of us are not asking. But I still trust him. Sure. Oh, no, absolutely. 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 And, and, and we, ha- we have a reward waiting for us. Exactly. So death is, um, <laughs> death is our a foe, but we have a reward on the other side. Those that, those that believe and those that are walking according to his will and into his ways. And so, yeah, so there, there are those times where it's like this person is perishing. You're like, I'm going to do everything I can to snatch this person out of the fire. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, people keep narco in their car or something. But, I, you know, I'm just saying, you know, there's situations and, and things that we can position ourselves to to see, see breakthrough. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want to come up yeah we're gonna have some worship going um sorry <laughs> i was like uh well yeah you can just put music on that's totally fine um so <laughs> it was like all of a sudden they pulled the handbrake <laughs> i was like i could tell i know we need to we need to kind of move um so what we're gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna give you opportunity to um, have prayer um, but I'm going to assign some different people in the room the opportunity to pray and anoint you okay um, and so if you're in a place and this is again there's no shame in here right okay so if you're in a place of invitation that you know you're like I, I actually I just need to be obedient and then everyone rushes the stage. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I just need to be obedient. And so I am in a place of invitation with the Lord. Like, I, if he's saying, come up here, I, I, I know that I know that I know that's majorly where I'm at. Okay? Um, I'm going to have you go back here. Um, and I'm going to actually have Josiah and Ashley pray for you guys. Um, and I've got oil up here. Um, so if you're in a place of visitation, okay, and you know that you're kind of like, all right, I, <laughs> I just need to invite him, invite him in more, um, then I don't know what your name is, but Jess. Jess. So you can go back where Jess is. Maybe Jess will stay there. Maybe she won't. Um, and, and that could be that you are always invited to his house, but he's never invited to your house. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so if this is majorly where you're at, then I encourage you to head back there. And um, I'm going to have Patrick and Lauren um, pray for you guys back there. And obviously, if you are going to be praying for people and you want prayer, like, obviously, come up after. But this is part of deploying people, right? This is part of activation. Um, if you are in a, a season of, of habitation and all those lists of things that I gave, those like A words, that you're, that you're in that place and you're like, oh man, I, <laughs> I've had some load-bearing walls that like are kind of down but not, um, then I want you to come over here and 
who who would you want to be over there on that side? Uh, the cameras. Okay. Okay, so the cameras will be over here. I'm praying for habitation. Um, and this is, again, this is like anyone who's praying for you is agreeing with what is already rising up in you. Does that make sense? Yeah, there might be some prophetic words that are coming through in that place of activation, but ultimately they're agreeing. So that stuff can shift, okay? But, but it starts with you and you basically saying, hey, I'm surrendering. This is what we're doing. Um, and then over here, we're going to be praying for um, incarnation. And probably Jimmy and I will I'll pray, we'll pray for you over here. Again, if you're ministering to somebody um, and you want ministry, I encourage you just to stay. Um, but this is the body being the body and activating in that way. And so um, just ask the Lord um, if you find yourself in like, straddling between two places then hit both spots like it's a buffet line right like you can get as much as you want your plate can be full okay so um i'm just going to pray for us oh yeah corners sorry um so uh invitation over here with josiah and ashley um visitation over here with lauren yeah lauren and pat and then um, habitation over here with, as you say, the Camerons. Sorry, okay, the Camerons. And then incarnation over here with Jimmy and I. So I'm going to pray for you that the Holy Spirit, you're not going to miss out on anything. You're only going to miss out if you're not honest. Okay? Nobody's looking around to be like, who's in what line? <laughs> right? Because we're all family. Because if you are honest with where you need breakthrough in, then we all get breakthrough. Right? It's beautiful. It's a fragrance. <laughs> it's going to come through. All right, so I'm just going to pray for us and um, just give you that opportunity um, to have that time with the Lord and in agreement with other saints. Yeah, Father, I just, I bless this house that is full of family, God, and I just bless the places that they find themselves in tonight. Lord, just as we um, just open up the pages of your word and in your spirit illuminated truth, Lord. I just, I pray that the breath of life would be in the places of dryness and the places of weariness and the places of um, brokenness and the places of discontentment. God, and every, every um, life here would leave changed because they've earnestly sought you and, and, and they've sought your face, Lord. Um, and so I just, I bless, Lord, just where people find themselves at. God, I, I bless, Lord, the yes in their heart to say, yes, I am here, and I acknowledge it, and I humble myself before you, Lord, and I, and I seek your face afresh in this space and in this place. And so I just, I bless the, um, the north and the south and the east and west of what this looks like for this house, and just do what only you can do, Holy Spirit, because we, we wait on you. And you are the one that is, is um, moving and activating, um, convicting, counseling, comforting people um, tonight. And so I just, I bless this house and I bless just the opportunity to come and just minister one to another. Just bless this house in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for a way to get plugged into what we're doing, email us at office at washingtonchurch.org or go to our website, washingtonchurch.org.